I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. We are your hosts, Anastasia. And David. If this is your first time listening, this is the podcast where we humorously normalize uncertainty. We encourage and support entrepreneurs who are determined to crush it anyway. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. We cover three areas of topics in the podcast, including business, health, and relationships. We also interview guests with successful business owners who tell their what the fuck stories and share some resources to help you keep doing something. So let's all explore how no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. Today we're talking about the subject of health and wellness as a business owner, which I feel like sometimes is they go together Mm -hmm. and then a lot of times they don't and how it relates to the business owners especially. Okay. Because I feel like there's two images when it comes to a business owner and their health. It's like the rock star who also is like a part-time athlete. Right. <laughs> and then there's the person who's like majillion pounds overweight mm-hmm. because they're just working all the time and they die of a heart attack because of stress. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly accurate. Right? So yeah. there's always like these two images. And I feel like entrepreneurs are starting to shift more towards the athletic side of things Mm -hmm. because it's really out there now. Mm -hmm. But um, I still feel like it's hard for business owners to really find balance with not only health relationships and business, especially when you're starting or scaling. But um, I don't know. Personally, I've had issues with that, but my priority is not to work out. (laughs) My priority is to do other things. (laughs) It's to work. I enjoy it so much. Yeah. When I'm doing something I like. Mm-hmm. And so the fitness side of things tends to kind of go out the window. Yeah. I did not have that problem before I started my business. Interesting. Was it because when you're working for someone else, you have set work hours typically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're able to schedule things around that. But when you're working for yourself, it's kind of all the time. And it makes it, even though you would think it's easier to schedule in personal time, it's almost harder because there's no set schedule of things to work around. I think that's a good point. Um, setting boundaries around your schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, yeah. Have you always been good at that? I'm usually pretty good at my schedule. I've actually okay. been very good at that since okay. the beginning of time. But, <laughs> since forever. <laughs> um, I've been very punctual, as you may know. Yeah. I'm usually very punctual and I'm on time. Speaking of middle school, were you the middle schooler that used your planner that they forced us all to buy? I didn't go to middle school, so I didn't have a planner. Um, (laughs) I had tasks I had to do that day. Okay. And I could do them whenever I wanted because literally my whole day was school until kids got out of school. That's right. But I would be done with school within four hours because I didn't have to deal with other students. In middle (laughs) school and high school, they would assign, they would force us to like buy a planner for five bucks or whatever. I've heard of that. And then they would try and force us to, like, write things in it. I was always so bad at that. Yeah. I would, like, lose it after the first week. You still do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've gotten better. Like, yeah. I have different systems in place to, yeah. like, really... Especially now that everything's digital, it's helpful. It is more helpful. I've been avoidant of the digital world, though, mm-hmm. until uh, 2020, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've had a flip phone until about then. Yeah, and my big old planner. <laughs> a big old leather bound planner I was using. Oh, yeah. well, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, oh. that's why I would always carry that with my bag, flip phone, and my tablet. But it wouldn't work well. 
it worked great. It's just um, when when everything went to Zoom calls and everyone did everything online, having the tablet separate from my actual phone because yeah. people would message me or text me or like Snapchat me or mm-hmm. whatever 20 different messaging apps there were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I needed it all in one place. But you seem to have a different story because I feel like you do. And unless it's last year because 2020, let's just like keep that out of the picture. Mm-hmm. But consistently, it seems like you've balanced work with health. I've done okay. But as my work ramps up, my health definitely suffers by a lot. Mm. So, but for me, what I've always done is I have a goal. I'm not going to work out just to work out. Uh, I have to be training for something. So that's why I do my adventure races. So I love mm. Tough Mudders, Spartan Races, Rugged Maniac. Not just for the swag. I mean, the swag <laughs> really helps, honestly. Which I'm not wearing one today. But like, <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 90% of my t shirts are the ones that I've earned from one of the races nice or word something. For that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is true. Yeah. But I mean, if you think Tough Mudder or Spartan Race, they're 10, 12 miles of running on a mountain with obstacles. Mm. So in order <clears throat> to um, even get them done, I have to train. Yeah. Right. And so when I set the date, I get the ticket, I make a whole event out of it. So I take the weekend off. Um, I volunteer for one day and then I get to run for free. So it's usually two or three days that I'm out in the mountains and I just hang out and have fun. Right. Yeah. Um, so because I have that target, I have a training schedule that I get to get there, um, which I work around my work schedule. Mm-hmm. But in 2019, it was the first year I actually ne- I didn't do any races. And then I was like, it's fine. I'll do it in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Um, but without having that goal, I don't, I'm not just like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym today. and do arms and legs. Right. Um, which I used to, actually. Well, actually. Because <laughs> in college, um, I was training, I was fighting MMA. Right. So I was training for that. In high school, I was playing sports. So, play so there's a purpose to the working out. It's to something else. Yeah. Yeah. And then college fought MMA. Then after that, I got into parkour and free running. So I'd have, like, that's when I started paying for like expensive classes mm. so i would go to the class and i would have to train to do whatever skill right and then i got into acro yoga so <laughs> i would have to train to do whatever skill yeah know? it was about it wasn't just about going to the gym and bulking up yeah getting my guns if there's more you know? not necessarily a practical side of things but there's another reason to work out yeah yeah that makes sense that tends to be more my mo when it comes to working out, if I'm working out, it's to play great volleyball, which yeah. I still play volleyball every now and then when now not, but mm-hmm. I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go to this place in Denver where they had just had volleyball open night, yeah. and you just go and play with whoever, mm-hmm. and um, you, you'd be surprised how many rock stars there are out there living in Denver, just, just walking the street, pros. walking right by you, and you had no <laughs> idea. They're just like this volleyball rock star until, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I do a lot of, I would do a lot of that and I've obviously I've done a lot of hiking and snowboarding and I usually would prep my workouts and everything for snowboarding, yeah. but I haven't snowboarded in, it's now been two years cause I took a year off mm-hmm. and then 2020 happened. So I was like, well, I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. 
Um, it was right? definitely like there was a lot in 2019. Well, it's like, I'll just take a break from this for a year and get back to it next year. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, world. don't wait, people. <laughs> and I was thinking about doing a, a mud runner or something like that in 2020, but obviously that didn't work out. Uh, I'm hoping maybe in 2022 we could probably have like a proper kind of like race because I've never done that one of those and I always wanted to. There's so fun. Right? But yeah, for me, it's always kind of having a purpose to something. Yeah. But when you're a business owner, you don't tend to be part of the volleyball club anymore. You don't tend to be part of the parkour group anymore. Right. Um, and so it's it's like the priority is get the business running or keep the business running or, oh, my God, I don't want to die and be on fire. And so yeah, got to keep working. Like, what do I do to make sure rent is paid yeah. because I'm working for myself? That or other goals like buying a boat, um, <laughs> so, which I'm currently in right now. So, yeah, it's this it's interesting balance because movement and health mm-hmm. helps you get those things. Yeah. But it's one of the first things, especially here in America, that people drop mm-hmm. because of other perceived prior- priorities. Absolutely. Myself included. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Tony Robbins actually talks about this a lot. Um, and that's probably one of the first things that he says is that um, in order to have a healthy quality of life, in order to have the energy to focus on your business, to mm-hmm. have the energy to focus on your partner, to have a good, healthy, like, love relationship, physical fitness has to happen. Right. Um, and it is, you're right, it's probably often the first thing that we give up. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Lazy. <laughs> it's, it, I think it's off, I think it's the buildup, right? Okay. I have a full day of all of these things, and so I don't want to expel energy on this because I'm so focused on that. Yeah. I, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. And my brain does that because it's probably self-sabotaging me. But <laughs> it's like, no, we want you to lose and stay small. Therefore, you will not work out so you don't perform as well. Um, or etc. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because in 2019, I'm trying to keep track of the years here. Uh, 2019, I joined a coaching program. And it was part business and it was part movement. So it was all about bowspring yoga paired with really getting into your body and stop being in your fear and making stuff happen. When we were doing, it was interesting because it was business coaching, but it was also yoga practice yeah. every week. It was one of the, one or the other. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting to see how I changed because I was actively doing bowspring yoga. Now, bowspring yoga, for those of you who don't know, um, which many, like most people don't. It is obviously yoga, but it's very curvy and bouncy, where traditional yoga is very stern and straight. And so you're moving more like a cat than you are like a stick figure. (laughs) So um, surprisingly, incredibly hard to do. (laughs) And so uh, I learned a lot from that. And my posture was better, still is better. I do it every now and then. And uh, it really changed not only my life, but my business. And so (laughs) I've actually lived through this where movement helped me make more money yeah yet it is still the first thing (laughs) i get rid of when i'm just like i don't wanna (laughs) it's interesting yeah well i think we do live i mean 2020 was hard honestly um it really normalized not working out you know true very socially acceptable made it okay yeah yeah it's like because i mean gyms were closed 
we didn't want to do anything. Um, I still actually can't go to a gym because they just have, it's, there's so much, one, you have to have a mask on Mm -hmm. and there's just so much chemical in the air because they're constantly spraying everything down. That and every week it seems to be changing rules and I stopped, I paused mine because I was like, I went three times and every time, one time I wasn't even able to get in. Yeah. Because they're at capacity. And I was like, but I reserved my time. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, sorry. And I was yeah. like, what am I paying this for? So I stopped that. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah. So I think it's just more normalized to not work out and it's okay. Um, I also find people like friends and family who don't work out have that same effect where when you're trying to start a business, that kind of thing, they're like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you don't need to do that. Um, when it's like, Hey, I'm going to go, uh, do this two hour workout, your friends and family, often my friends and family are like, why do you need to work out so hard? You don't need to do that. I love you just the way you are. Yeah. (laughs) Enablement to be be lazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, and we've talked about this before where working out is important, Mm -hmm. but using it as a scapegoat or using it as like, a way to avoid yeah. problems, like going to the gym for two to three hours at a time. Yeah. If you're not a bodybuilder, if you're not going for a mud runner or mm-hmm. fitness competition of some kind, probably not where you should spend three hours of your time, maybe an hour, right? right? And use it with high quality. Especially on if you have kids and you have a relationship and yeah. you're running a business. Like, how do you do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, so. and you, it's interesting because you go to places outside of the United States, United States is such a car culture because of mm-hmm. how development around the country has been built. We don't have great public transportation, mm-hmm. and the car was cheap. Especially in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, especially in – yeah, forget it. Yeah. If you don't have a car in Colorado or a bike, like a high-speed bike, I don't know how you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really don't. Unless you, like, live in downtown Denver, downtown Denver. And you never leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That's – yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah, and so it's like so, – but if you go to other places around the world – they usually are walking so much more than us. Mm-hmm. They're um, getting more social than we are because we're basically going from the house to a half an hour to an hour drive in the car to the work to your little cubicle and you're coming back into the car. Right. Like you're not really getting around a lot of people. Yeah. And over in other countries, you're just around people all the time because they tend to be a little bit more condensed, I feel like. Yeah. But you're walking a lot. Mm-hmm. Every time I travel, I always lose weight because I'm always walking and I'm just doing what everybody else does. I'm okay. walking to the tram or I'm walking to the park or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you just be surprised with how much energy you expunge just from walking. But we don't do walking here. Yeah. Like, I remember I had an exchange student when I was in Grand Junction. I knew an exchange student from Germany. Mm-hmm. And he lived out in the country, but he was a big runner. And he and he did, like, a running team with this German high school. And he was staying with an American family in Grand Junction, Colorado. It's the western side, basically Utah. And uh, he was staying at a person's house that was legit a mile away from the grocery store. Yeah. Who's walking a mile to go to the grocery store for a couple items? Yeah. We're driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, they got popped into the car and they went to the grocery store and he was like, why didn't we just walk? Oh. And everyone just looked at him like, it's a mile. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. yeah. Like people walk two miles to the grocery store and mm-hmm. back. Like it's not uncommon. And I found this also interesting. Sorry, I'm going to kind of take over for a minute. But I was watching a React video, of course, because <laughs> uh-huh. I love those things. This British kid watching about transportation in America. And it actually is why I know some of this stuff. Okay. Um, American zoning with building 
like communities, okay. uh, is rather new. And so what they did is they made like residential zones yeah. compared to commercial zones. Okay. So you don't have a lot of blending between the two. So you don't mm. drive down a suburban street and then all of a sudden see a gas station. Right. You have to go to like an actual like commercial area and there's going to be other stores and things mm. around and a lot of homes, right? Right. That's kind of changing now. But in Europe, everything's mixed. So you literally walk down the street and there's a pub. You walk down the street, there's a there's a convenience store. You know, it's very yeah. interesting how we've built up America mostly in that way. So you have to have a car in order to go to these places. But I mean, Europe was built forever ago. Exactly. So, so. I'm saying <laughs> we didn't model well with them. Unless you go to New York, DC or Philadelphia, which are modeled off of European cities. Okay, yeah, I did hear an NPR story about that because um, in New York, because everything is so, there's so much there, mm -hmm. there's no like big Walmart. Yeah. No. So all they have is on the corner, each corner is like a little grocery store Yeah. that you get your whatever. You um, literally don't have to go outside of two blocks in New York City and you'll have everything you need. Yeah, that's so different, actually. Right? Because Colorado is very wide open spaces, you know. Yeah, and so we have to drive, like, we're here in the business district. There's not, it's at least a mile away is the nearest grocery store. And that's a whole thing. It's about two and a half miles away. Yeah, and then it's another two miles to King Supers. Yep. So. Like, I cannot imagine walking from King Supers, which I actually was just at before here. Yeah. Grabbing my bagel and then come here to do a podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. no, unless I have, have a bike. Sure, but. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that and then you think about our activity levels like we're not farming not all of us are farming not all no. of us are ranching anymore like we're not all mining yeah. so what are we doing with our bodies well we wake up check our email <laughs> in bed <laughs> in on bed. our phones and that's what i do <laughs> i'm like i'm not leaving bed yet go to the kitchen table <laughs> eat some food go get in the car or the living room, or the living room. <laughs> yeah drive to work Sit at our desk, work all day, get in the car, drive home, or go to the bar, meet some friends, sit and eat. There's no, there's not a lot of walking in our everyday life. There is not. Um, and that's starting to change as we start to build stores on the um, first floor of apartment buildings and then apartments on top. That's becoming a more new thing now. And so I'm really excited about that. But for someone who grew up in the mountains, like mm -hmm. I grew up in a small town. Thankfully, I could walk to areas to get things. Yeah. But I could not walk to a movie theater because that was 45 minute drive. Right. I could not, you know, like there's lots of limitations with that. So you literally legit had to have a car because yeah. there's no bus coming into town. Right. And that's another thing is public transportation. It's like if I wanted to go do things, I literally have to have a car. Yeah. I can't take a bus most places and the mm. train, forget it. Right. Not doing it. Hmm. So I feel like that's a big piece as to why we tend to be a little bit lazier is because we're conditioned okay. based off of our zoning. Okay. And how we've just kind of approached work in general. Can I give some tips? Yeah, this is an some, open discussion. I have some favorite tips of mine that I've adopted. Um, so one thing that I prefer to do, and every girl I date hates it, but I park <laughs> far away Yeah. every time. Yeah. I'll park in the back of every parking lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone like in the car with me gets so mad. I get it. I, do, I don't <laughs> do that all the time, but I do do it. Now it's just habit. I started it back in college, and I just i have never stopped. Right. Um, as often as possible, I always take the stairs. 
just because one, I hate being on elevators for whatever reason. Um, and it's just faster to go up and down the stairs than it is to go hit the button, stand there and wait. Especially if it's like one level. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> it's like I can just take the stairs yeah. and not, yeah. So um, those are probably the two, my two biggest things. And then for fun, I will, like if I'm going to go to the liquor store, there's generally, I think liquor stores are the one thing that's near populated areas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grocery oh, yeah. stores, not. Yeah. So I'll always uh, walk to the liquor store, and then I feel like that's the re reward. Mm. I'm going to have some drinks, and then I'll take that home. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like a fun thing to do if I have a friend over. It's like, hey, why don't we just go walk to the store? We can grab what we want and then walk back. That is nice. Yeah, yeah that is nice. Um, I think where I live, I'm like, there's just a come and go and a car wash. <laughs> and then there's like three miles the, away, there's a Home Depot. Is the um, big liquor store, is that within walking distance? No, that's like, well, like in American miles. standards, that's probably like a good three to four miles away. Yeah. Yeah. So, no way. I mean, I could bike again. You know, bike, in college, yeah. I biked all the time because I didn't have a car until I was 21. Yeah. Um, that I could really use, that is. So, I, and I didn't, in Grand Junction, okay, for those of you who don't know, it's a pretty smaller city. It's about, I think at the time, there was like 100, 110,000 people there. Mm -hmm. So I legit just took a 15-minute bike ride to get to my school or work, which was on campus. Mm -hmm. So I would just bike there, bike back, and on the way, I'd stop at the grocery store and grab myself, put in my backpack, and head home. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't hard for me to stay active. I think Grand Junction, too, is a smaller city that's designed to be able oh to i love grand junction because you can literally bike anywhere yeah and get whatever you need yeah I, I do love that yeah and especially if you live like main street downtown mm -hmm. there's everything you could possibly need there right right especially bagels <laughs> i like bagels <laughs> so but I bagels are. and it's a very active community because literally yeah. hikes are five minutes away yeah and biking or, or car ride so mm -hmm. it's really easy to be active when you're in those kind of environments Absolutely. Maybe that's why I'm so excited to be on my boat because it's like I'm no longer really distracted by just being like in my house. It's like mm -hmm. literally the water is right there. Yeah. <laughs> Go swimming. <laughs> Do you like swimming? Are you swimming? I like to, I like swimming. I'm not a fast swimmer, mostly because I have a lot of drag. <laughs> As I say, I um, always have had that, especially in the upper region. Um, it's so funny because my friend Alex, I remember in college, um, they created this huge swimming pool on campus, and it was, instead of going from chlorine, it was salt water. Oh, um, but it was like light well, salt water. Yeah. It was like super nice for me, who can't be in a room with a bunch of chlorine in the air. Like, I suffocate. Yeah. And so it was really nice, and it was Olympic-sized. So yeah. she had done swimming quite a bit before me, and I was, I'm like a decent athletic swimmer at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, let's go swim. She's just like booming down yeah. the lane, and I'm just like, Ow. And so she's like, well, let me watch you swim and see what's wrong. And I'm doing everything just fine. <laughs> Your form is perfect. It does not matter. <laughs> she's like, I think you just have a lot of drag and it's not going to work because, you know, those lifeguard bricks and she's like holding it to her chest. And we're the, literally the same weight on the scale. I'm not kidding you. Maybe like a pound or two off, okay. but she, like the same weight on the scale. She holds the brick to her chest and she legit just goes to the bottom of the pool. Okay. Like slowly. Yeah. I hold on to it. I bob. <laughs> I just stay on the surface. Aww. I will not go down. So it's just like, 
I, I, I like to say I can float very well. <laughs> I do not have to be concerned. That's funny. I am the opposite. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I took a scuba diving class and our final was we had to just float in the deep end for like <laughs> half, half an hour. Easy peasy. And everyone was having, they were just throwing balls around and just hanging. And I'm like. Treading water like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like candy. <laughs> And they're like, no, Dave, it's just technique. You just have to. I'm like, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't see. It was so hard. That is funny. But made it. <laughs> yeah, when people are like, you have to tread water for 15 minutes. I'm like, I don't even have to tread. Like, I'd be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I hear and you I'm know. just not a good swimmer at all. Do you get really cold when you're in water? I don't notice if I get really cold or not. I don't swim much so yeah, yeah i don't get very cold water but that yeah. could just be like body fat percentage i don't know yeah. <laughs> i'm meant to be in the ocean that's just <laughs> <Yeah>. all <laughs> i float very well and i don't get cold super easy interesting cool yeah so this is yeah. me in my imaginary world of owning a business mm -hmm. where it's like I, I actually do better when i do at home workouts or class workouts at the gym Okay. So I have to be with people, and then I will do very well. There's, like, a competitive factor with that from what I understand. But at home, mm -hmm. I just like to do things that I like to do and have fun with it. Okay. And so I do a lot of, like, kettlebell workouts and sandbag workouts. And recently, I've been having fun with the virtual reality. Yeah. So that's been a blast. Okay. And my my traps, yeah, my mm -hmm. traps are, like, beefy. Yeah. For a lady. <laughs> so that's the other thing i was going to say is um the more recreational things that are physical that mm -hmm. are enjoyable i think that's another way to add movement into life it's also hard to stay committed to it right and i think this is really just that discipline factor mm -hmm. right because like the volleyball team or the bike racing or whatever there's yeah. still a dedication factor there is, um, but that's like in, why I very intentionally got the virtual reality mm -hmm. um, in 2020 because I couldn't actually run because I had a foot injury all year. And so I was like, I need to do something and I want to do something fun that kind of I get rewarded to move. Mm -hmm. And having this full body VR experience was that thing for me. Right. Um, and so back when I was doing like parkour or acro yoga, it was very community-based. So, like, with Acro, you have your partner. You go there. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. um, you can do it on your own, though, because the going to the classes, uh, the community there is just awesome. Um, but, again, that's an investment. I was investing in it, so I had to go. Right. And I liked the people there, so it was fun. Same with parkour. Um, but you're right. If you do have kids, you do have a partner, you are trying to run a business and probably have a job at the same time, adding on another social activity that is physical makes it much more difficult. Just seems like it's less priority, right? Yeah. But Richard Branson, mm -hmm. <laughs> Russell Branson and Richard Branson, I swears, it's really hard to like get those names right. Okay, so Richard Branson, who owns Virgin Group, mm -hmm. like Virgin Mobile, Virgin Airlines, he, it was interesting because he had an interview with uh, Tim Ferriss, where Tim Ferriss went to his island, whatever. Okay. Tim Ferriss asked him the question, he said, what's the number one thing that people need to do in order to have success, especially mm -hmm. business owners? And Richard Branson, like, sits there on his little 
cabana. <laughs> she sits there for a long time. Sir Richard Branson. Sir Richard Branson yeah. sitting there contemplating the answer to this awesome question mm -hmm. for a good while. And he comes up with the answer of working out. Mm -hmm. Legit. Like, he's just like, working out. So, by deduction, it should be the priority mm -hmm. if it leads to all of the benefits we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yet it is the least on our priority list. Mm -hmm. But why? Working out is hard. Like, it's painful. It's uncomfortable. It's when you, especially a first workout after not working out, it's painful to do it, and then it's painful after it. Mm -hmm. So running towards pain is kind of the opposite of what we're naturally conditioned to do. Mm -hmm. Even though it's good for us, we don't want to do it because it hurts. You know, this actually makes a little sense because, like, the elevator option, mm -hmm. right? So walking up the stairs would in increase your health, all those things. But pressing the button so easy. <laughs> it's much easier just pressing wait. Um, I just get bored waiting, honestly. It's like it's That's yeah, same. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, unless it's there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But um this actually makes sense. There's a book out there. I will put it in the description below because I'm gonna forget the name. It's based off of two eco economic economics economic two economics. Econ <laughs> economics is is I can, I can economize. Economists. Economists? <laughs> Economists, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> like, I know what you were trying to say. So. Economists. Uh, yes. This book is written by two economists. It's <sighs> so hard to say. Um, who are Nobel Peace Prize winners and such. And one comes from uh, the, like the slums of India. Okay. And one comes from middle class France. And so they have like totally different perspectives, um, but they both became Pulitzer Prize winners because you know, there's a lot of hard words in all this, just like explaining I'm doing. <laughs> so Pulitzer Prize winners uh, because they did a mass study basically around the world with all sorts of numbers that really showed that even people who have poverty, um, if they are given an increased quality of life, they will take it even if it's detrimental to their health, such as places around the world, really. But in this case, it was Indonesia. Okay. And these are people that basically are working their hands and feet to the bone, mm -hmm. labor work, and just to get rice for the day or for the week for their family. Okay. And they're slaving away just for that. If they had a choice to go for the rice that is super nutritious, they will not choose that over the sugar candy every time. So they will choose the sugar candy over the rice? Correct. Okay. When the rice gives them health and longevity, mm -hmm. but the sugar is a quick fix. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's interesting mm -hmm. how humans, we choose to have a lower end game of quality of life mm -hmm. for a quick fix to feel like we're in an easier, luxurious mode. Yeah, yeah. And that, um, because again, working out, gives you that same dopamine release. Mm. So they're going for the sugar because much like heroin, they did the rat study too. Right. Like the rats would eat the heroin instead of their own food and then they would just die. Right. <laughs> so you owe me this heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but unhealthy food does the same thing. So that sugar burst gives you that dopamine release really quick and fast. Right. Um, even though the rice gives you a, long, a better quality of life. But the same concept with the elevator. Yeah. It's going, if there's stairs or the elevator, human nature actually says, 
I'm going to press the elevator button. It's less painful. Or it's less work it's or less energy. Work. Yeah. Right? It's kind of survival tactic in a way. But what's neat, though, is that exercise gives you a huge dopamine release. And energy. And energy and everything. So interesting. Um, but for me, like, al- that's why I quit drinking, because alcohol gives me that same feeling. Mm. And it's so much easier than going to run a couple miles. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's why I opted out of drinking this year, so that I can really focus on better, more healthier ways to get that same fix. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So as business owners, what do we do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, what is the answer here to having balance with health and business and all the other things? Mm-hmm. What works for me, and it's kind of my takeaway, for this episode for the day is that really number one having a something a goal an end thing that you're working towards and this is works for me so something that i'm working towards um gives me the motivation to get the workout in so whether i'm trying to do a tough mutter if i want to just like cross off running uh 26 miles running one mile or being able to touch my toes from stretching right actually one of my goals was to do a full downward dog with my heels on the ground nice and that i still don't think i've ever actually gotten it i get really close and i'm pretty flexible but i can't do the whole heels down but every time i'm doing some sort of yoga that's like in my mind Mm -hmm. and then it's i get closer and closer each time um or whether it's to, uh, you can get like a watch, one of the Fit watches, and say, hey, I want to get so many steps in this yeah. week or this day. And then it's a constant reminder of how far you have or haven't gone. I saw someone, <laughs> they uh, they had one of those, it was a battery operating machine that just did a swing kind of motion. Okay. I forget what it's called, but it's not like a pendulum or anything, but they put their smartwatch on it. <laughs> Because <laughs> they weren't quite up for their, their steps. They needed like an extra 200 steps and they were tired. So they just put it on the pendulum just to see the number pop up. <laughs> I mean. So, or attach it to their dog or like <laughs> give it to their kid. And you're like, run around the house for a second. <laughs> I'll say it's not the worst because you're still watching the thing and you're still tracking it. Definitely cheating. Mm-hmm. But they're still paying attention. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Being aware, I guess, is a, is a good thing about it. What about yourself? Spouse? Children, job, part-time business. How do we mix movement into that? Hmm. Well, you know how that quote is, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And I agree to that to an extent. Okay. How I you do anything, how you do anything that you care about is how you'll do everything that you care about. Okay. And because um, I could care less about making my bed. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and yet I rock it in other areas of my life. Okay. Um so I'm like eh. but um a little aggression towards the whole make a bed thing. I'm like, there. I fine, but okay. Um I'm very much in like the Einstein mindset of just wear all brown so that you can think about other things. You know? Yeah, actually. That's exactly that the bed huge. thing. Why do I need to have consciousness to make the bed when I can think about other things? Yeah. So just that's where I'm at. Um anyway. So, again, it's about uh, how you do anything is how you do everything that you care about Mm -hmm. in that if you really want to stop being the automated, press the elevator button. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. right? Because it's easy, because et cetera. Really taking into effect that working out today is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. That's because I chose to take the stairs rather than press the button. Mm -hmm. um, and if that follows you throughout the entire day, then I would believe that at the end of the day, you would become more successful at whatever it is you're trying to achieve because okay. you're not doing the cop out of, oh, just press the elevator button. Okay. Can you rephrase that whole thing? <laughs> I didn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> I guess my takeaway would be, I think I'm having such a hard time with this because it's such a thing that I'm trying to deal with as well. Okay. You know? Um, if you truly care about your business, your mm -hmm. family, and all those things, it's, again, one of those you got to take care of you first. Yeah. And as a recovering caretaker, mm -hmm. I think I'll always be in recovery. Taking care of yourself first is absolutely more important mm -hmm. than taking care of everybody else. Because if you're running empty, you can't take care of everybody else. Right. I have done that. I have been there. And... I think this last year I've been trying to figure out how to take care of myself in order for me to show up the best way possible for whomever I'm supposed to be helping yeah. in this world or serve this world. So if health, nutrition, working out is a low priority, like in my life, mm -hmm. then so is your service to the world, okay. if you really think about it. So I myself need to change my mindset. Maybe whoever's listening does as well. And I'm sure that's like 50% of the American population mm -hmm. is if you want to serve greatly, you do have to take care of yourself first mm -hmm. and putting in the dedication of self-care through health and movement mm -hmm. is key. But you have been moving more. Oh yeah. Thanks to Oculus. Yes. I haven't, well, not lately because I've been sick, but, um, I mean, like the last couple days. No, I have been moving more because I'm finding more play in it. Before right. it was like a chore. You know, Playing the Oculus was? Yeah, no, just no. <laughs> just movement in general yeah. seemed to feel like a chore because I, you know, again, I wasn't connecting it to my service to the world. Yeah. I was connecting it to, oh, you got to do this because people say so and you got to be attractive and sexy or whatever. And that was always kind of like the hidden mm -hmm. talk. Right. Right. And so, but shifting it and having more play with it, mm -hmm. I feel like can be a good start. Absolutely. Yeah. So movement, that is fun. Mm -hmm. Prioritize it. And when you're having fun, know that it's actually bettering the people in your life because yeah. you're taking care of yourself first so you can better other people in your life. Oh. Or show up <laughs> for other people in your life. I'm like twitching over here. I don't like it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to recap what you were saying, just to make sure. I, I think you got, got it. Whole... I think people got it, right? Yeah, right? they got it. You got right? it. You got it, right? You got it. <coughs> They're nodding their head. Yes. Okay. They said they got it. You're my favorite person. She says snarkily. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I feel ends the episode of I don't know what the fuck I'm doing podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to almost episode twenty, and. <laughs> follow us <laughs> uh check out our links on our beacon.ai forward slash idkwtfpod and we have some surprises there for you yep check it out on there is our patreon account where you can sign up and get prizes like travel to mexico which we are doing here soon yeah we are going to so i think when this is we're going to be in mexico when this releases aren't we? probably yeah yeah, I think yeah. so, so 
Cool. And then also the other thing we're doing as well, if you go to that beacons.ai, you can actually sign up to have a phone call with us. Yeah. A completely complimentary call. We actually just want to talk to you guys and give you guys a chance to talk to us. Ask questions, hang out, yeah. brainstorm, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool thing. We're not going to try and sell you anything. We just want to get your feedback and see if you if there's anything else we can help you with. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you on the next episode. And whoever you are, you are my favorite person. <laughs>